0: You are listening to the Pregnancy Podcast with Vanessa Merton. Hello. Thank you for tuning into the Pregnancy Podcast. I want to thank the sponsors for this episode. Mommy Steps is the company that makes insoles specifically for pregnancy. I've been using these for months and I am a huge, huge fan. They helped me out with some lower back pain, plus they're preventing a ton of common foot issues that can come up during pregnancy. To check them out, go to pregnancypodcast.com forward slash feet, and you can enter the promo code feet, F-E-E-T, at checkout to save 20%. I also want to thank Zoller for their support of this episode. Zoller makes my favorite prenatal vitamin. I've done so much research and digging on vitamins and comparing labels and different brands, and Zoller is my favorite. You can save 25% off a one-month supply when you buy them on Amazon. To get the details with the promo code and check out the vitamin, you can go to pregnancypodcast.com forward slash resources and get the info for that on the resources page. Last week, we talked about dealing with the cold or the flu when you are pregnant. Of course, being sick is never fun, but definitely, especially not when you are expecting a baby. The one thing that I left out of that episode that we're really going to tackle today is talking about having a fever during your pregnancy. I will admit that I ran a fever more than once during this pregnancy, and it really freaked me out. That was mostly due to some headlines that I had read essentially saying that a maternal fever in pregnancy has a connection to autism for the baby. Today, I'm going to dig way past those headlines and get into some other research on fevers during pregnancy so that you are a lot more educated about running a fever during your pregnancy and you know what to do in the event that you come across it. This episode is focused on fevers In adults, and specifically, we're talking about you during your pregnancy. Some of the guidelines are different for children, especially when you're talking about a newborn or an infant. And we're not going to get into that today. We're also not talking about an intrapartum fever, which is a fever that occurs during labor. So this episode is just focused on running a fever during your pregnancy. Your normal body temperature is 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit or 37 degrees Celsius right? Well, there's a little bit more to that story. Let's talk about where this number came from. So this quote unquote normal temperature of 98.6 Fahrenheit or 37 degrees Celsius came from Dr. Karl Wunderlich. He was a medical director at a hospital in Germany way back in the 1800s. And he oversaw the taking of vital signs on some 25,000 patients And he took the data on temperatures taken from all these different patients and determined that the average temperature of the normal human being was 98.6 Fahrenheit or 37 degrees Celsius. I first heard about this on a podcast called Freakonomics, and I'll link to that episode where they discuss this in a lot more detail in the show notes. But in addition to this number really being an average and not necessarily the normal, there were a lot of questions about the accuracy of the thermometer he used, which ended up being a couple of degrees off. And it turned out that he was taking temperatures in patients' armpits, which is also not the most accurate place to take a temperature from. My point here is that 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit or 37 degrees Celsius as the quote unquote normal body temperature is not evidence based. Your body temperature varies a lot based on external and internal factors, plus it's going to fluctuate throughout the day. There's not one magic number that everybody should always be at that's considered normal. Your body has a temperature set point, and that regulates your temperature. So when you run a fever, this set point gets increased. Your hypothalamus, which is the part of your brain that acts as your body's thermostat, is really responsible for increasing or decreasing your body's temperature. When that set point is increased, it's your hypothalamus that's going to trigger changes in your body to either raise or lower your temperature. This part of your brain is responsible for creating muscle contractions and shivering and other things which can cause your body to produce more heat or to conserve heat so that your temperature will increase to match your internal set point when it increases. I do want to note that there are some activities like working out, which can cause your temperature to go up. But this isn't actually a fever because your set point has not actually increased. You're just exerting additional energy, which is creating heat. And then as long as you are able to cool down, it's going to be fine. There should be no problem. If you thought that trying to determine a normal temperature number was confusing, it's even more difficult trying to find a number of what constitutes a fever. There's really not one number that everyone agrees upon. I really wish there was, and trust me, I looked extensively for it. I was really hoping that the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, or maybe even the World Health Organization, would give one solid number, but I couldn't find guidelines on this. So, unfortunately, there's no real consensus. What I did find was more of a range. So, A fever could be considered a temperature over somewhere between 37.5 to 38.3 degrees Celsius, or somewhere over 99.5 to 100.9 Fahrenheit. Plus, it's also going to make a difference where you're taking your temperature from. Your rectal temperature is the most accurate, and that's considered a central temperature. But I'm going to make the assumption that you are not taking your own temperature rectally. It's a lot more likely that you are taking a peripheral temperature from either your mouth or your ear, and then possibly, I guess, under your arm, which is not going to be the most accurate. If you are taking your temperature orally, so from a thermometer in your mouth, a temperature of over 37.8 or about 100 degrees Fahrenheit is likely going to be considered a fever. If you're taking your temperature from under your arm or in your ear, a temperature of over 37.2 Celsius or about 99 Fahrenheit will likely be considered a fever. These are relatively conservative numbers, and I did find some higher figures out there. They were really all over the place. My suggestion is to ask your doctor or midwife what they consider a fever. Just bring that up at your next appointment. That way, if you do come across this and you do take your temperature, then you kind of have a better idea of how to interpret that number. A fever is not a disease or a virus or a sickness all in itself. A fever is most often a side effect of another illness or condition, and often it's part of your body's immune response. Fevers can be caused by a lot of different things, ranging from really mild infections to something way more serious, like an appendicitis. When you run a fever, the most common symptoms that you're going to come across are, okay, obviously having a high temperature, but you're also likely going to be sweating, you might be shivering, you're going to be fatigued, possibly have a headache, some muscle aches, and you could be dehydrated. It's likely that at some point or another, you've experienced a fever. One thing I also want to mention is it's possible for you to have some of those symptoms without actually having a fever, and this can happen with hyperthermia. Hyperthermia happens when you have a really high temperature, but not a technical fever. And this happens when somebody gets heat stroke. This is the reason that you may have heard that you should avoid hot tubs during pregnancy. You want to avoid overheating. If you're in a really hot bath or a hot tub when your body is submerged in water, your body can't sweat to cool off. So that can put you at an additional risk for overheating. You can take a bath during your pregnancy. Just don't make it scalding hot. And come on, you know when you are getting overheated. I would just pay attention to the temperature and how you're feeling but please, if you would like to enjoy a warm bath, you're definitely welcome to. You don't have to avoid them altogether during your pregnancy. Hot tubs, saunas, and steam rooms, you have a lot less control over the temperature, and those tend to be quite a bit hotter. To be safe, you could just avoid it. The risk is hyperthermia and heating your body to a higher than normal temperature. And in just a minute, when we discuss some of the research on fevers and how they can affect your baby, all of that can apply if your body temperature is raised because of your environment. So you're going to want to take that into consideration if you're thinking about hopping in a hot tub, sauna, or steam room. Also, if you like to practice Bikram yoga, I did do a short Q&A on doing yoga in a heated room, complete with some research and evidence, and I'll link to that in the show notes for this episode. Okay, so let's talk about some of the research around fevers during pregnancy. The study that recently made headlines that freaked me out found a link between maternal fever and pregnancy and an increased risk of the baby developing autism. And I'm sure you can just imagine a lot of the headlines surrounding that were pretty doom and gloom. If you have a fever, your baby is going to be autistic. I really combed through this study, and I'll put a link to the whole thing in the show notes if you want to read more on it. This study does note that about 20% of pregnant women experience at least one fever during their pregnancy. One in five is pretty high. So this tells us that running a fever during your pregnancy is pretty common. They pulled data from the Norwegian Mother and Child Cohort Study, which included a total of over 114,000 children over the span of a decade. Now, not all of these participants met the criteria for this study, but nevertheless, it was a very large sample size. The researchers found that a fever increased the risk for autism spectrum disorder by 34% or even more for women who had three or more fevers after the first trimester. Now, before you panic, like I did when I first saw these headlines and before I dug into this study, you have to keep in mind the difference between relative risk and absolute risk. That 34% or more increase is relative. The absolute risk in this study of a child having autism went from 0.6% overall to point. percent overall. So between those two numbers, yes, it was a significant increase, like a 34% increase. But I want to be very clear that if you get a fever, it does not mean that your child will be diagnosed as having autism spectrum disorder. Overall, this study may show a correlation, but it also still doesn't show causation. Autism is a spectrum disorder and there's so much that we do not know about it. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes if you want to read more from that particular study. I'm also going to include a link to a review and meta-analysis that really covered a lot of data about a fever during pregnancy. This included a total of 46 studies. And they did find that a maternal fever was associated with neural tube defects, oral clefts, and congenital heart defects. Overall, they did not find an association between maternal fever and miscarriage, stillbirth, or preterm birth. Eight of the included studies showed a protective effect. Of using an antipyretic medication to bring down the fever. This is a fever reducer like ibuprofen or acetaminophen, and we are going to talk about that in this episode. But two of the studies showed an increased risk with the use of an antipyretic. So there was some conflicting results among all of the studies that were included in this. If you want to read more on that review and meta-analysis, I'll put a link to it in the show notes. Overall, you know, there's still so much that we do not know about how fevers can affect a baby in utero. We don't know what temperature or length of fever does, exactly what impact a fever could have depending on when it occurs or how long it occurs for. And there's a big difference between running a fever of 100 degrees for an hour and running a fever of 103 degrees for a day. Basically, there are still a pile of questions that scientists are still working to answer. Now that you have a lot more information on fevers, before we get into what you do in the event that you get a fever, I want to do a quick word from our sponsors. Both of these sponsors can do things to help keep you healthy, which could potentially have you avoiding things that would give you a fever in the first place. Mommy Steps makes insoles specifically designed for pregnancy. I put these in my running shoes, although now I am almost 31 weeks pregnant, so I'm not really doing a lot of running, to be honest. I am doing a lot of walking. And I'm really enjoying how comfortable these shoes are with these insoles in them. These insoles are pretty comfortable out of the box, but you can heat them in your oven to customize them to your own foot, which makes them even more comfortable. And it's so easy to do. I think start to finish the whole process took less than five minutes. Plus you can do this at different times during your pregnancy. So you can even reshape these to your feet during each trimester. I'm such a huge fan of these insoles. I have them in multiple pairs of shoes and I love them because one, I think that it made a big difference with me dealing with some lower back pain. And I know that I'm preventing a ton of common foot issues that can creep up during pregnancy. To check them out, go to pregnancypodcast.com forward slash feet. And you can enter the promo code feet, F-E-E-T, at checkout to save 20%. Another thing that can help keep you healthy and potentially help you avoid getting a cold or flu or something that could come along with a fever is to take a really high-quality prenatal vitamin. I love the prenatal vitamin plus DHA from Zoller. This is for a few reasons. One, it has the active form of folate, which I've done a pile of research on folic acid versus methyl tetrahydrofolate, and I prefer that active form of folate. Plus, it has omega-3s and DHA, and for me, that meant that I could stop taking a separate supplement for that. Overall, Zoller uses really high quality ingredients. It's a company that I trust. They're always one of the top rated prenatal vitamins. I've just done a pile of research on this, and this is the prenatal vitamin that I am taking twice a day. If you want to check them out and get a promo code to save 25% off a one month supply, you can get all the details for that at pregnancypodcast.com forward slash resources and find a link to the vitamins on the resources page. Okay, let's get back to this episode. If you can avoid getting a fever in the first place, that's going to be ideal. So let's talk about some things that you can do to avoid a fever. Obviously, these are all things that have to do with you staying healthy. The last couple of weeks, you know, we've talked a lot about colds and flu, and in the northern hemisphere, it is cold and flu season. So these sicknesses are going to be a lot more common right now. Anything you can do to maintain or improve your overall health and your immune system is going to benefit you. First is, and I've been hammering this in the last few weeks, is to wash your hands, especially when you're out and about in public places, at work, after they're going to the restroom. Anytime you're touching surfaces that other people are touching, you want to wash your hands. And try to get out of the habit of touching your mouth, your nose, or your eyes, because so often that's how those germs are introduced to your body, is that you're touching something Germs are getting on your hands, and then you're touching your face and just introducing those directly to your body. Another thing, which you want to do to stay healthy and for a multitude of reasons during your pregnancy, is to eat healthy, whole foods. You, of course, want to stay hydrated. Getting some exercise and activity in is also going to help keep you healthy. Even just getting out for a walk is awesome. And you want to get plenty of rest, make sure that you are not skimping on your sleep. And of course, you want to make sure that you're taking a high quality prenatal vitamin. So you and your baby are getting all the vitamins and nutrients that you need. And so you're optimizing your health. Even if you do do all of these things, of course, there's still the possibility that you could have a fever. So what do you do in that case? The first thing you want to do is to kind of just take stock of everything going on with you. Take your temperature and see what it is and think about everything else going on. Do you have a cold or flu? You know, do you have any idea why you're getting a fever? Is it a side effect of another sickness? Generally, it's recommended that you call your doctor if your temperature is over 103 degrees Fahrenheit or 39.4 degrees Celsius, but Like I mentioned earlier, you want to find out from your doctor what they consider a fever to be and when you should call them. Typically, a fever could be considered over 100 degrees Fahrenheit, but if it gets to 103 or higher, then it's really considered more serious. Some other signs that may signal that it's time to contact your doctor or midwife are if your fever persists more than 24 hours if it's accompanied by abdominal pain, a rash, or nausea. And, you know, this isn't a complete list. If you want to call your doctor or midwife because you have questions about a fever, if you have any concerns at all, please give them a call. I'm a big fan of trusting your gut. You should be comfortable reaching out to your care provider if you are concerned. So if you think that you should call them, by all means, please do. Other things that you should do if you are running a fever are to rest. Please lay down, relax. This is not the time to exert any more energy. You definitely want to be resting. You also want to make sure that you're staying hydrated and take some measures to cool off. You could do this by running a washcloth under cool water and putting that on your forehead. You could try taking not a cold bath or shower, but like a tepid or lukewarm bath or shower. Don't wear a ton of layers of clothing, try and wear light clothing, and don't bury yourself under blankets. You really want to try and stay cool. There are some over-the-counter medications that you can take to reduce a fever. Before taking anything, you want to run it by your doctor or midwife. Medications that reduce a fever are called antipyretics. Ibuprofen and acetaminophen are both antipyretics or fever reducers. I touched on this in the episode last week, and there are some questions about the potential risks of taking these over-the-counter medications during your pregnancy. Ibuprofen is usually not recommended during pregnancy and definitely not in the third trimester. Acetaminophen has long thought to be safe for use during pregnancy and is often listed as a safe medication if you're searching online but a couple of studies that released last year could be challenging that. I talked about these more last week, so I'm not going to go into detail, but there was two different studies, one showing an increase in the risk for asthma in children whose moms took acetaminophen during their pregnancy, and the other study showed an association between acetaminophen during pregnancy and behavioral problems in kids. So I'll put links to both of those in the show notes. If you are running a high fever and your doctor or midwife recommends that you take an antipyretic to reduce it, then you're going to need to weigh the risks and benefits of the fever and the -the over-the-counter medication to help you make your decision. Or maybe your care provider telling you that it's okay to take a medication is going to make you comfortable with it, and that's fine too. These decisions are not always cut and dry, and often there's a lot of gray area. This is one of the reasons that it's so crucial for you to have a doctor or midwife that you respect and that you trust. Remember, this is your trusted partner throughout your prenatal care and you're going to be consulting with them to make some challenging decisions over the course of your prenatal care and maybe even during your birth. And if you ever have questions about recommendations that they're giving you or any information that you're getting from your doctor or midwife, please ask. If you are going to take an antipyretic like Tylenol, which has acetaminophen, to reduce a fever, you definitely do not want to do that before talking to your doctor or midwife. So please make sure that they are involved in that process. Before we go, I just want to reiterate, never hesitate to contact your doctor or midwife. This podcast is not intended to be medical advice. My intent and my mission is really to help get you more information and give you more tools to add to your toolbox so that you can make informed decisions, so that you have all of the data you need to make whatever is going to be the right choice for you. If you get a fever and you want to call your doctor or midwife, please don't hesitate to do that, no matter what the temperature says on your thermometer. To recap today's episode, we talked all about running a fever during your pregnancy. We talked about what the studies say about how a fever can potentially affect your baby. We got into what temperature constitutes a fever, when you should contact your doctor or midwife, what are some things that you can do to reduce a fever, and even dug a little bit into medications to reduce a fever. I want to thank you for tuning into the Pregnancy Podcast today. I hope that you find this episode helpful. As always, you can contact me, Vanessa, at PregnancyPodcast.com. You can find notes and resources for this episode at PregnancyPodcast.com forward slash episode 109.